0: Smith, screen, Jackson,
1: Smith, and for the lead and for the Seahawk offense. Touchdown. Seahawks lead.
0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: Fox Sports courtesy of the call. Last week, Jackson Smith and Jigba winning touchdown for Seattle as they take down the Cleveland Browns. We will talk about the, uh, the Seahawks-Ravens game and more coming up with Connor Allen in just a second. Also, Connor, like, I don't want to have this conversation on air, but, like, I want you to trade me Justin Jefferson in the fantasy league that we're in. I'm just going to plant that seed right now, and then we'll we'll talk hashtag off air. Uh, Mike Samich will join us in 20 minutes, giving us bets for the Breeders' Cup. Joey Kanish coming up next hour. Uh, NFL award conversation still to come. All our bets for tonight, power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now giving us his favorite bets for week nine in the NFL. The aforementioned Connor Allen, Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. You can check out his work at four for four and bet spurts and his NFL betting podcast featuring friends of the show, Ryan Noonan and John Daigle is move the line. You can find it wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts. Connor, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken happy week nine.
2: What's up guys. Yeah. I don't know. TBD on the Jefferson trade. Cause uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> see where I think a lot of people make, uh, make the playoffs in this league. So we'll see. But excited to talk football and talk some bets. Uh, you know, no better time, right? Connor, one of the uh, one of the line moves we've had early in the week, and it's it not that significant, but it
0: puts us like closer to a key number. The Seattle Baltimore game, where Baltimore gets bet out from five and a half to six, six basically everywhere. Nick and I have been talking on the show this week. Not that it's one of our favorite bets, but if Baltimore was gonna get bet, and if we were gonna get to six and six and a half, we'd kind of start at least building an interest in betting Seattle. Not, not sure we'd step in here, but that's kind of the side we prefer total in the game. Got bet up to 44 yesterday side or total with Seahawks and Ravens. What are you thinking in this game?
2: Yeah, I played a little bit of Seattle here at at six. I think, you know, they're getting Phil Haynes back on their offensive line and Their defense since getting back, you know, Devin Witherspoon, Tariq Woolen, Jamal Adams all kind of started playing together in week four. Since then, first in EPA per drop back, fifth in passing success rate allowed, second in explosive pass rate allowed. The major asterisk, obviously, is their strength of schedule. They played against Arizona, the Giants, Cincinnati, and Cleveland in that time. But the reality is that they've delivered against the poor opponents. And I think we could have made a similar argument against Baltimore in previous weeks when they were playing against Detroit, where they had... You know, been really good against bad opponents and then they played a good one and they were also again very good so I think it's one of those things where it's not that they're not going to be good against a good opponent it's that we just don't know for sure so I'm willing to bet here with with six points uh, you know getting six points against the spread I think that that's solid also the addition Leonard Williams I think should help generate more pass rush and then offensively you know getting their offensive line healthier should help too so there's a lot of things trending in Seattle's direction I kind of like them uh, going forward as well and I want to keep kind of buying them uh, in certain spots so getting six points here seems like good value
1: yeah, and yesterday when we were doing the show, we alluded to like some sports books had moved to six, but MGM was still five and a half. Right now, uh, Seattle is plus six at MGM, minus 110 total in that game, 44. The Seahawks and the Ravens on Sunday in Baltimore. Uh, Connor, let's go to Sunday night football, and we'll bounce back up to like the day on Sunday. want to get your thought on this Bengals-Bills game where, you know, we broke the news. Well, we didn't break the news, but I mean, we reported it across the wire. Uh, Josh Allen practiced in full on Thursday for Buffalo. So maybe the Bills drawing a little interest off of that. Cincinnati right now, like in between a one-and-a-half and a, a two-point home favorite. The total is 49-and-a-half and has gotten bet up over the course of the week. Um, any bets for you, Connor, with the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday night?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I still like the over here. I think I would play it at over 49 and a half. This Buffalo defense just hasn't been the same since getting injured. They lost Matt Milano, Daquan Jones. Since then, their bottom three in EPA per play, 28th in success rate overall, and that's despite playing against the Bucks, Giants, Jags, and Patriots. And they played well in some of those games, but I mean we're handled by the Patriots who, you know, look lifeless offensively, and then the Jaguars as well. You know, I think the Jaguars could have laid forty on them, and I don't think anyone would have been too surprised in that spot. So with this since the offense coming out of the bye, Joe Burrow looking significantly more healthy the key for me was also Joe Burrow lining up under center being able to execute the offense in a wide variety of ways compared to what he was doing prior that to that during his injury he was in the shotgun like 95 99% of the time and they just weren't able to really do everything that he's good at and so I think now we saw it against San Francisco I'm not going to say he's like fully all the way 100% back, but I think that in this spot here against a, a beat-up Buffalo defense that you know we're going to see a pretty good outing here from the Cincinnati team. And then Buffalo's offense I think is a little bit underrated coming in this spot. Cincinnati's defense, run defense, has been bottom three in a ton of metrics. Pass defense has been average to above average depending on what you're looking at. So if you factor all that in here, I think for me that's a pretty right position for an over considering what we're getting for both offenses here
0: kind of, you know, know, I like to run an award opinion by you sometimes or just kind of pick your brain on on how you're feeling about stuff. I I see that you like this bet, and my my first thought's going to be, okay like if you think that burrow's back and the offense is back or you think that josh allen and the bills can have success you like the over in the game that trends toward the quarterbacks having really good games and these are two quarterbacks who kind of trail the primary contenders for most valuable player now obviously mahomes and two are playing each other also winner of that game gets a big leg up but behind them maybe next to the loser of that game could be one of these guys and we saw joe burrows drop uh, price drop a ton he's under 20 to 1 now to win the award josh allen's like 13 15 to 1 consensus lamar jackson single digits hurts two of mahomes up top now that you like the over and you think that's like a high scoring kind of shootout game does it make you want to bet either of those quarterbacks to maybe challenge for MVP at the end of the year
2: yeah I already bet actually Joe Burrow MVP I know one of your later guests Evan Silva has talked about that with me as well and we're both on it because I think you're looking at this here where if Joe Burrow is all the way back I mean they just beat San Francisco they beat Cincinnati here and they go on a little bit of a run they could easily win the division you know if that happens like there's so many different factors here where if the offense starts playing well I think there's still enough time for you know, voters to forgive the sins of the early season, uh, you know, Joe Burrow that we saw here, and I mean, we can just chalk it up to injury. It's like he was injured, wasn't injured, and he played amazing. He deserves MVP. So I think you're getting significantly more value here because the guys at the top of the board, in my mind, are a little bit fragile. We're talking about Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes, or and and Lamar are all kind of like the top tier guys in this spot in this market. Like I I like the Dolphins. I like Tua. I like Mike McDaniel, but. For me, it just seems like they haven't had a big win yet. They haven't really been able to knock off the top team. And like a lot of these guys are just very – they don't have as a strong of a case that I would say in past years as like some of the previous guys up top. So I think there's some of the lower tier guys like Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or you can make a good case for.
1: You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Talking week nine in the NFL with our guest Connor Allen from Four for Four Betsperts and the Move the Line NFL Betting Podcast on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, let's get to some prop bets you like. Some yardage props for this weekend in the National Football League. Let's go to this Bears Saints game on Sunday in New Orleans. What are you doing here in the Bears passing game, led of course by uh, Tyson, the secret agent man?
2: Yeah, I like a prop to go under here. I like Cole Komet to go under his prop. I know he just came off an awesome game, but then two games ago, he saw literally zero targets. Bears rolling out Tyson Bajan again. And I think this is a bit of a unique challenge for this Bears team here. We're seeing the Saints defense play a ton of man defense, third highest rate in the league. They've had a ton of success kind of eating up bottom tier passing games. And I think that the Bears uh, qualify kind of in that range. And we're looking at Cole Komet's splits this season between man and zone defenses. It's pretty unique because against zone defenses, averaging around nine, 8.9 yards per target. Against man defense, is just 2.7 yards per target and if we kind of zoom out that sample size apply it to last year we saw not quite as stark but still pretty similar splits with him only averaging around 5 yards per target against man coverage last season so Beyond his man zone split, Saints have largely been good against the tight end position, and I don't really expect the Bears to move the ball consistently in this spot. So they were able to against the Chargers. Sometimes, I mean, Tyson Bajan threw for oh, you know a couple hundred passing yards, so I think that kind of got them going. And some in some ways, they still lost by a lot. But you know, in this one, I expect it to be a lot slower of a game. I don't expect the Saints to be you know putting up a ton of points here right away on the on the Bears like we saw the the Chargers do last week. So yeah, I think Cole Komet goes under his prop here pretty easily. I would play it down like thirty. Connor we've uh, we've talked a lot this week about the
0: Atlanta Minnesota game with the the Vikings trading for Josh Dobbs and how high leverage that game is for the playoffs. We just did the Saints game there with with your prop on Cole Komet, and the the Saints and the Falcons currently like battling each other for like title of like worst division champion of all time basically like it's just the winner of this division is going to be you know eight nine or seven eight and one or two whatever however that's up whatever i don't care uh they have the same price to win the division they're both like slightly better than even money tampa's behind them if you really like them they do have and we'll do this in comeback player of the year They do have like a really easy schedule left the rest of the year at tampa bay and they just played the bills obviously on thursday night do you have a, a feel on who you would bet like if you had to pick who's going to be the four seed in the nfc playoffs and have dallas go to their place and be favored by nine 100 if you had to pick who that was going to be right now who would you go with
2: uh probably the saints i guess i mean i don't feel great about it but you if i had so to confident. pick one <laughs> yeah it's it's something that i look at and just kind of um makes me a bit squeamish because it's not something i really have too much interest in but i if i had to pick one i'd probably pick the Saints. i mean that being said i think the counter argument is maybe you know taylor heineke gives uh the falcons a little more juice i don't know i mean like it can't be much worse than desmond ritter was at times so I guess that would be my counter argument is that the Falcons are very much in it. And the Saints defense has played largely pretty well in most spots. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll lean towards them. Yeah, I know. Very convincing, right?
1: (laughs) I mean, like, to be fair, it's like, think about the
2: teams we're
1: talking about. Uh, Connor, anything for you coming up on Thursday Night Football, the Titans and the Steelers?
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll start with a boring one and get to a fun one. I like Najee Harris to go under his prop here again at 45 and a half rushing yards. Uh, the Titans' run defense hasn't really looked good without uh, defensive tackle Tyre Tart, but they got him back last week in a limited role. Now I expect him to play a lot more uh Earlier on in the season, when he was full go, they were third and run defense EPA per play in weeks one through four, and then they allowed a couple guys to go off. Zach Moss without Tart, Joe Mixon when the Titans basically let the Bengals run, were just stifling the pass, and then Bijan Robinson again last week in a limited sample for Tart. Najee's super inefficient this year, three point seven yards per carry. He's only gone over forty five and a half rushing yards in three games, and all of that's been basically against bad run defenses or a ton of volume. So I think there's a lot of different ways that this goes under. And the fun one here, you can do a nice little uncorrelated parlay like. Traylon Burks to go over maybe 40 or 50 receiving yards and then you take the under on his receptions uh, if you do that at some some sports books you can get up to like 10 20 30 to 40 to one depending on how high you go with the yards basically the point is Steelers really good at getting pressure sometimes and when they get pressure they're elite you know allowing a 37 percent completion rate when they don't they're allowing like nine yards per attempt to opposing passers and we saw what the Titans want to do they want to run, run, and then Will Lewis is just going to chuck a couple bombs deep. So I think there's a couple ways to play that, but I don't expect a very consistent game from the Titans, but I feel pretty good about them connecting on one or two bombs without the Steelers having Minka.
0: Connor, we have a few minutes left for this. Actually, like a ton of runway versus even what we normally have sometimes for just some of your other favorite props for Sunday. So take as long as you want, obviously. Just some of your best stuff we haven't gotten to yet.
2: Yeah, I think there's a really good matchup here with the Colts and the Panthers. I think you can probably play... Uh, Jonathan Taylor overs or uh, Zach Moss overs. I mean, we're seeing Jack, Jonathan Taylor's props coming at like sixty-four. I don't have too much concern about his ankle injury or whatever it was last week. He got he rolled up on. on... Or he kind of like hobbled off and then played the second half but didn't see a single carry at 12 carries for 95 yards at halftime and finished with that in the game. But he ran a bunch of routes, so I think that he's probably going to be fine in this spot, just absolute smash spot here um, on the ground. We saw the Panthers play better pass defense last week too against the Texans, so it gives me a little bit of hesitation here. But, uh, I mean, this close offense here. Gardner Minshew's played against like four of the – best defenses in the league so far. And now he gets a Panthers defense that I still don't think is very good, although they had success last week. Um, I think go back to the Bears game. I think you played Deonta Foreman unders, looking at around forty rushing yards in the spot. He shared the backfield with Roshan Johnson and Darrington Evans. And I think Roshan probably continues to eat into that. Um, Rashad White unders, I mean the guy just sucks and they're keep posting his line like fifty rushing yards every week. He stinks. I mean he's terrible and he's you know Chase Edmonds is seeing more work too. So uh, I mean that's like pretty much a auto fade for me almost every week.
1: I thought Rashad White looked a little better last week. No, against the Bills, I don't well, think he's good it's either. Funny. On the telecast, I mean, they kinda. were
2: like they kept pumping
0: him up. by like Baker. They were like, "Well, we interviewed Baker Mayfield, and he kept saying the same thing: gotta get the ball to Rashad White more." And all I could think about was like, "We have Connor on." He says, "Under like you tell me, Rashad White sticks." I go, "That's the strategy." Gotta get I mean, the ball he's not to him good. all the time. I just
1: I thought <laughs> yeah. he played a little bit better. Is all I'm he saying. Did. I was like, hoping chase I...
0: caught a ton of passes. They, yeah, they yeah. used I him was...
2: a bunch in the receiving game, right?
1: I, I was hoping because I picked Chase Edmonds up in a bunch of leagues. I was hoping that Chase Edmonds would pop that. That did not happen. Un- unfortunately. Uh, Connor, awesome stuff, man. We appreciate having you on the show. Um, Also, like, Trade me Justin Jefferson, you jerk. Like your team sucks in this league. Like, help me win at least. And maybe we can like work 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 something out. Wink, wink, nudge, no, nudge, and not tell anyone else in the league they may or may not be listening to this or watching this right now. Uh, Connor is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Great work for our friends at four for four and bettsburts and the move the line NFL podcast. My friend, we appreciate it. Best of luck with the bets this weekend, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.
2: Appreciate it, guys. I'll slide in the DMs, Nick.
1: Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. You, you That's like my favorite mark. Uh,
0: progressive commercial like the don't be like your parents there's like all the people sitting in the meeting like the old people and the guy's like they're like learning about internet lingo and the guy's like oh sliding into someone dms i don't know about that, that sounds like a lot of fun to me like i like, guess no idea what it means it's like actually i laugh every single time it comes on
1: it, now like i i don't do that sort of thing anymore because you know mm. i'm married but back in the day yeah slides slide, slide into, into the dms, DMs.
0: <laughs> be like be like wait, hey, wait like You you want anything? I'm coming upstairs.
1: (laughs) Wait, Jake. Jake, pop on here. Jake is uh, famously Jake is single, Uh, but Jake's a handsome guy. Just because you know, just he's saying whatever. I was like, how are people gonna take this that don't know like the relationship with Jake? Jake's awesome. Jake is single, famously, infamously. Jake, why don't you like sliding into DMs?
0: It's just too much pressure. You gotta get in the lab. You gotta put the hours in. You gotta get at the workbench. It's just a lot. It is fun though. When when you get success, when you hit on one, when you got a banger, it is a good feeling.
1: I I don't know what I what the hell are you talking about? What did that even mean? Like what? Like, what are you saying? Like what, like, Tyler, like, what was Tyler that? gets He's what I'm saying. Things
0: to say. Yeah. Is that like, what you were talking I'm about? Yeah. Got to get in the, yeah, la- get
1: in the lab. In, but like what's like what's hard about it? Like when the you lab say like, like crap up.
0: Right, yeah. Because you have to assume that every woman that you're DMing is getting about a billion other DMs from other dudes. So you got to stand out. You got to get in the lab, get something that stands out, makes them laugh. Can I offer some advice?
1: Can I offer some advice as a a married man? What you have to do, famously, before before you send the DMs, you have to like a bunch of the girl's pictures. And then, if and when, okay, okay, hold on. Okay. And then, if and when she likes your pictures back, Then it presents an opportunity for you to say, thanks for the pick likes. Like, when you were out that night, did you have a good time with your boyfriend? And if the answer is, I don't have a boyfriend, the answer is then, well, let's go have a drink sometime. Success rate for me doing this was not more than 50%, but it was also more than zero. Just saying. that's That's how you do it. Also, I'm married and completely washed up. On the other side, how about some bets for the Breeders' Cup coming up this weekend with the great Mike Somich?